Beyond Risk, a podcast series by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. My name is Jill Harper, and I'm the Vice Chair of Communications on the CIA's Research Council. In this episode, we'll be talking about a paper published in December 2020 called Report on the Lapse and Mortality Experience of Post-Level Premium Period Term Plans. This paper was jointly funded by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries and the Society of Actuaries, so it's another example of the CIA's efforts towards collaboration research. If you want to learn more about these efforts, we do have a Seeing Beyond Risk podcast episode that's all about collaboration and research, so check that out. You can find this report that we'll be discussing today, as well as all other CIA research papers, by visiting the website at www.cia-ica.ca, navigating to the Research tab at the top, then selecting Research Projects. On the phone today, we have Steve Schumacher, who is one of the authors of this paper. Steve is a VP and actuary and the head of RGA's International Experience Studies team. He's a fellow of the Society of Actuaries and a member of the American Academy of Actuaries. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jill. It's great to be here. So can you start by giving us an idea of what motivated this project? Yeah, sure. The CIA and the SOA wanted lapse and mortality studies done on Canadian level term business, specifically around the durations at the end of the level premium. In other words, for a 10-year level term policy, they wanted to see what the lapses and the mortality for durations 10 and later would look like. They wanted to see how the lapses are affected by different factors and also how these lapses that affect the mortality of the policies that remain in force. In other words, how bad is the anti-selection? Um, RGA did a similar study on U.S. level term business in 2009 and 2014, so it seemed right for us to offer our services for this study also. Our work for this project on the Canadian level term business was based on these U.S. studies. We just tried to improve on them and add anything new that we could think of. So can you give us a brief overview of what this project looked like? Yeah, sure. Uh, the, the research was done in two phases. In phase one, we asked companies to supply us with their assumptions for lapses and mortality on their 10 and 20 year level term business. We summarized their results and wrote a report on those findings. The report was published in early 2020 and can be found on the same uh, CIA website. The idea was for companies to see how their assumptions lined up with other companies in Canada. Everything we published in our report was done in such a way that no one can identify any specific company. Then in phase two, which was just published December 2nd, is the, the report on the actual lapse of mortality study and their findings. Twelve companies from Canada supplied us with in-force records, lapses, and deaths. We ran experience studies on each of these companies' data and provided them with their own results. We asked them to review our findings and make sure that they were in line with their own expectations. We also asked them to verify other items just to make sure our study was, you know, was, was done as accurately as possible. You know, we have many checks in our processes, but we have to rely on the data provided, so we felt this was a necessary check. Then uh, once we were comfortable with all 12 studies, we combined them into one big study and started our analysis. Once again, anonymity was vital. We, we tried looking at as many factors as we could think of 
and that were supplied by the companies to see which are predictive of lapses in mortality. You know, we looked at age, duration, gender, underwriting class, face amount, and then of course, the difference in the amount of premium charged from duration 10 to duration 11, the premium jump. While we also provided results for 20-year term products in our paper, everything I'm gonna talk about today will just be 10-year term, as that's what we had more data on and, and thus could perform more analysis. So how do you think companies should use the results of this project? Well, the results from this project are provided to help companies get a better view of the variables impacting lapses and mortality for post-level term products on a broader scale. Of course, every company will have some differences, so it's important they do their own analysis to understand their business. But due to credibility issues, this report can also be used to fill in some of the gaps that companies may have in their experience. We hope these findings help raise some questions. Are we, are we taking into account when lapses are actually occurring throughout the policy year? Are we considering all the key variables in our lapse and mortality assumptions? Are there any other variables that we have not yet analyzed but should? Could we improve our current assumptions? Comparing our results from the phase one survey to the phase two study showed that there are gaps in what companies are currently assuming and what is actually happening for the business. And it is likely there are more companies displaying similar gaps. Using these results, as well as the predictive model provided, can be a helpful starting point in assessing each individual company's gaps and areas of improvements. Makes sense. So what were some of your key findings? Well, typically, the premium for duration 11 is two to 10 times bigger than for duration 10. With most of the experience we looked at, though, being in the three times the seven times range. In more recent years, many companies have increased this premium jump to higher amounts, but it'll be a few years before that business reaches the 10th duration, so that experience is not in our report. I think everyone understands that the larger the premium jump, the larger the lapse rate will be. Our analysis certainly shows this assumption to be accurate. One thing we wanted to know and was not done in any past study was if it's the premium jump ratio or the premium jump amount that is more predictive. Looking at our results and breaking them down by different factors, it appeared that both are predictive, but that the premium jump ratio is more predictive. With that said, we also had our data science team run a generalized linear model on the business. By using these predictive tools, we can isolate better the key attributes that drive lapse rate. This model backed up our findings that the premium jump ratio was in fact more predictive than premium jump amount but the predictive model can quantify it better than a traditional lab study since it takes into account all the variables at once rather than each one individually. The GLM was created and included in our report. We have uploaded the model to the CI website for anyone to go out and use it to come up with their own lab assumptions based on their own variables. And I've actually already heard of someone using that, so that's pretty good. I would also like to say, as a word of caution on using the model, Everyone should be very careful and should limit their usage of it. The model was built on policies that have premium jumps of two to eight times. I would not recommend using it for premium jumps outside of this range. Yeah, good point. So was there anything that you encountered that was particularly surprising? Yeah, I don't know if this was a total surprise to us, but it could be to some companies out there. 
Anti-selection will cause the mortality to deteriorate after the high lapses from the premium jump. The question is how much and when does this deterioration take place? When looking at the assumptions that the company supplied us for phase one, we noticed that some companies were assuming mortality deterioration started in duration 11, but it peaked in duration 12. However, our findings would suggest that a spike in mortality occurs in duration 11, and it starts to drop immediately after that in year 12. It continues to slowly drop even after duration 12. I think this could be due to the methods used to estimate the mortality and when the lapses actually occur. Regardless, such findings could be critical to assumptions set by these companies. So what do you mean when you say when the lapses actually occur? Well, the shock lapses definitely hit big at the end of the 10th duration, right before the premium jump, which implies there would be anti-selection and mortality deterioration in duration 11, which we see almost immediately. However, the duration 11 lapses are also quite high. One might think duration 12 would also then have a lot of anti-selection and more mortality deterioration. However, as I mentioned earlier, that is not what we see. Mortality deterioration is not as bad in duration 12 as it was in 11. So why is this? We think it's because the lapses occurring in duration 11 are primarily occurring within the first one, two, three months of the year. Therefore, the anti-selection is still occurring in duration 11, which is adding to the mortality deterioration for that year rather than duration 12. This is shown clearly within our results and it indicates the need for companies to analyze when each month's lapses are actually occurring within a policy duration when developing their own mortality assumptions. So wouldn't this cause any other issues? Yeah, it could. I would suggest to any pricing actuary that they take a close look at the month of their lapses, especially in duration 11. For example, let's assume there's a 60% lapse rate in uh, duration 10. One might then make the assumption that they will get premiums paid on 40% of their policies for duration 11. And remember, these duration 11 premiums are quite a bit larger than duration 10, so it, it's a lot of premium we're talking about. What will more likely happen is that the vast majority, the vast majority of the duration 11 lapses will actually occur in the first two or three months. Because the duration 11 lapse rate might be 40 or 50 percent, close to half of that expected duration premium will not actually come in. And that could really change the way products are priced. No kidding. So what do you think the next steps are in this area of research? Well, almost every policy we looked at had a premium jump that jumped to a new level premium. In other words, a 10-year term would have a jump in premium to a new level premium for durations 11 through 20. Now, some companies have started to sell these products where the new premium scale is more of an ART type scale, where the premium then increases each year. I would think that companies might want to look at things like this, and, and optimizing the size of their premium jump after the level period. Maybe it would make sense to not raise the premiums so much to keep more policies in force and to keep the mortality deterioration lower. They would get less premium per policy, but they would keep more policies in force. There would still be some mortality deterioration, but not near as much with a much larger premium jump. 
I would think companies could look at this to analyze where they could make the most profit. The other big thing in this area is predictive analytics. We have provided a model that can be used for lapses on level term business. But I would expect companies to start using this type of analytics much more if they haven't already. They can use more company-specific variables to study things like who sold the product, underwriting classifications, region, or anything they can think of to help them price things better. Makes sense. Well, thank you for joining us today, Steve, and sharing your insights. It was lovely to chat with you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. So as a reminder, if you want to learn more about this project or any other CIA research project, you can do so by visiting the website at www.cia-ica.ca, selecting the Research tab at the top, then choosing Research Projects. Within this Research tab, you can also find a link to share your research ideas if you have any ideas, comments, or suggestions that you wish to share about CIA research. We always appreciate your feedback, so please don't hesitate if you've got anything to share. My name is Jill Harper, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Seeing Beyond Risk.